July the 4th, 1776. That year, that event was drilled in us in school from day one, from kindergarten. June the 19th, 1865 was not. I hate to say it, but I didn't know anything about that date until last year, June the 19th, 2021. That's sad that it takes for me to be out of school and look up something on my own to find out some history about my black ancestors. I shouldn't have to do that. It should be taught in the curriculum in school as well as everything else that was taught to us. But it wasn't. I know some of you might say, well, you got to do some research on your own to find out about your history. But I didn't have to do that same research to find out about who had been the cotton gin, who was the first president of the United States. So why should I have to do that with my black history? I shouldn't. This episode of Chinwag Rip Rock, we're going to go to a celebration that was held in Elbert County, a Juneteenth celebration. The name of this episode is Juneteenth 2022. Enjoy. state and every city. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Today on Chinwagon with Ruck, we are in Elbert County, and they're having a Juneteenth celebration here at the, the old Blackwell Memorial Gym. Freddie Jones is keeping this tradition going. He, he saved the gym and he holds different activities here at the gym. And today he's holding the Juneteenth celebration here. And today on the mic, we will have some guest speakers here. We also have my co, my guest co-host, Dana Dane. Hello. And we also have, and we have here. Kamara and I'm 12. Jamaria and I'm 20. Kamaya and I'm nine. Hold on, your name is what? Kamaya. And your name is? Kamaya. Okay, that's kind of close, kind of close. Uh, so, why are y'all here today? To celebrate June 10th. To celebrate June 10th. Yes. So, what is June 10th to you? Black history. Black history. I like that. Yeah, okay. June 10th is black history. So, do you know your black history? A little bit. A little bit. What about your history do you know? Huh? What about your black history do you know? I know Harriet Tubman and um, some more people. Okay. And okay. that's all. All right. What about you, young lady? Um, oh, why are you here today? June 10th. To celebrate June 10th. And what what is June 10th to you? Um to celebrate black history. Okay. So tell me a little bit about black history that you know about. Um 
Take your time. Do you know any black history? Let me ask you this. Sometimes, like, when you're in school, do you celebrate black history while you're in school? Do you know what month you celebrate black history? Think about all your months. I, in the summer, you're not in school in the summer. <laughs> I know it. Do you know? Okay, help her out. February. In February, remember? In February, you celebrate <laughs> black history. But it's not February, is it? No. It's June, right? Yeah. So why do you think you're celebrating some black history in June? Because we're not in school. Okay, because she's out of school. Yeah, exactly. I like that. All right, sir, back to you. On you now. So why are you here today? to celebrate Juneteenth and the reason that I think Juneteenth is important because um, some of the slaves didn't realize they was free and all other stuff. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's very good, that's very good. Now, Juneteenth, that's a, a celebration because of slavery, like he just said, that slavery was, we were no longer slaves anymore. It's kind of our Independence Day. You know what Independence Day is? Mm-hmm. What's Independence Day? With the fireworks and the... Fourth of July. Yeah, Fourth of July. Now, do you know what the Fourth of July mean? I just oh. celebrate America. Oh, what, what, celebrate what, America. what about America? That we free. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw you a little twist in there, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you a little education. Now, the 4th of July, you just said that it's celebrating America because we were free. Now, so if that, was, if that the case, why do we have Juneteenth then? To celebrate slavery. So who was free they for... But they wasn't free. But they free. Say it again. Say it again. I forgot what I said. <laughs> <laughs> You said something great, I believe, but I wanted you to say it again. So in July, you said we celebrated America being yeah, free. free. Okay, and then in June, we celebrate the slaves being free. Great. Okay. There you go. Like exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, so if July the fourth was we were free, so so what you're saying is everybody wasn't free on July the fourth. That what you're telling me? So who wasn't free on July the fourth? Black people. Exactly. Slaves were in black people. Oh, black people. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. So even though we celebrate July the 4th, Independence Day, it wasn't our independence. Until and when you mean our, you mean African-Americans. African-Americans were black people. It wasn't our independence. When they got free and they was free from Great Britain and they celebrated July the 4th, we were still in slavery. Because that was uh -huh. 1776. Right, that was July 4th, 1776. Yeah. Now, now in the 2000s. Exactly. Know, how long exactly. That's a long time, right? It is a long time. And, now, and I know you're going through school and you learned about July the 4th, that's our independent, but you didn't learn about Juneteenth until probably recently. Because you knew that all the bad. Oh, yeah, that was our freedom, July the 4th. So you was taught that early in school. But you weren't taught about Juneteenth until the later years, right? Mm -hmm. So when did you hear about Juneteenth? Do you remember your first time hearing about Juneteenth? I don't think I heard about it. Okay, good answer. What about you? When I 
was about five. Well, you about how old are you now? Nine. 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 Okay, so four, four years, years ago, ago, you heard about <laughs> Juneteenth. Okay, yeah, what about you, sir? I heard about it in 2019. Okay, okay, about, about three, three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay, that's when y'all heard about Juneteenth. Now, you know, Juneteenth's been around a long time, but why you. It was celebrated out west way before it came here. So, why do y'all think something's been out for so long, but 2018, you just not hearing about it? Four years ago, you just not hearing about it. You haven't heard about it. Why do y'all think that? For, I mean, it's been out a long time, hundreds of years. But why do you think we're just not hearing about it? As a matter of fact, 1865. True. Since 1865. And you said it's now in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So not 1965, 1865. Yes. That's yeah. a long time ago. That's a long time. <laughs> it really is. So why do y'all think we're just now hearing about this now? Sir? I think they just, like, weekly try to bring it out. Because, like, when I was younger, like, I didn't know nothing about Juneteenth or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's good to know about it now because some of our ancestors were slaves and everything and get to know them. That's, That's a good, good point. Great point. Great mm-hmm. point. So, today, y'all are here today enjoying this facility. Do y'all know anything about the place that y'all are right now? Y'all know what this building used to be or? The, it's a bit of. That's a, a school gym. A school gym. A school gym. Okay. Okay. So you do know that. This used to be my school gym. When I was y'all age, I went to school. Oh, my. my that was a long time too. ago. Yeah, he said he'd grow on. He tripped. <laughs> 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 so it has been here a long time. That yeah. means it has some history just as well. Yeah. It, it does. Now, see, now, when I was coming up, this was Everton Elementary. That's what it was for me. And it only had the sixth grade. But all the schools in Elbert County, sixth grade came here. You know, there's a bunch of elementary schools around Elbert County, but once you get to the sixth grade, everybody came here. So it's kind of like just the sixth grade center. That's it, the sixth okay. grade center, exactly. It had the classrooms, it had the gym, and I just come here for PE and play volleyball. And the same place. Same place, okay. yes, the same place. My sister, she's now like 19 or 20 something. And she used to, um, she used to come here. Oh, your sister did? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the one in there, another sister. Oh, another sister. Just about at 20. my dad's house. And she, she used to come here, and my, I said, Mama, didn't my sister used to come here? And she said, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, you do know, like right now, if you go out that door, mm-hmm. the part that used to be the classroom, it's no longer there. Because that's why I had classes there. They started tearing the buildings down. And they were going to tear this building down. Y'all know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were going to tear this down, but someone mm-hmm. stopped them from doing it. And his name is Freddie Jones. He stopped them from doing it because he's trying to preserve a piece of our history. Because where's this school located? Huh? Right, but in what part of the town? What And, and what, what race live around the school? Right, so it's in a black community. So, so when you think mm-hmm. about that, if if this gym was torn down in the black community where a lot of blacks live, then that part of history goes away just as well. So when you're older and then more kids are born in this area, they would never know about that history, just like you had a hard time knowing about if this gym was torn down, then 
that part of history will be gone. And then kids that come along after you all would never know that part of history, just like you didn't know about Juneteenth until recently. So we don't want to forget our history. And yeah, we're here celebrating Juneteenth, celebrating Black American freedom. Black American freedom, well put. Black American freedom. So is there anything that you want to say before we end this section of the podcast? No. You have nothing to say? Are you enjoying yourself at least? Yep. Okay, so. Wait, I got one. Where are y'all from? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Elberton. I don't live here currently, but I live in Athens now, but I was born and raised here. Uh, yes. Good question. Um, I'm, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. Yeah. My mama's best friend was from Alabama. Oh, cool. Oh. More Alabama people. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to say, sir, before we end? Well, I would like to say, I would like to thank Betty Jones for allowing us to have things here. And also, not only are we here to celebrate Juneteenth, we have an after-school camp here and trying to get the kids to not stay in the house, try to come out and have fun, and that's it. Amen, brother. Thank you, Amen. That's that's great. That's great. Okay, man. What about you? You got anything you want to say? No. You got nothing, nothing to say? No. Just something. Oh well. Uh, are you having a good time here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You having a good time? So yeah. what? What? Either y'all scared to be on this podcast? No. No. What? Really? None of y'all want scared to be on this podcast? No. No. How many more? Uh, well, I'm going to try to do a few more with, with different people to get different people's perspective of what's going on today and how they feel about it. What if they don't want to? Can okay. I do it again? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to if they don't want to. And, yes, you are more than welcome to come back after we interview a, for, a few more people, and then you can tell us some more of what you learned. Okay, I can sit in here, though. No, you come back, though. <laughs> All right, we'll use your seat for a few other people, and we'll come back and get you. Yeah, no but doubt. I would like okay. to thank you all for coming down here and doing this, because this is something different for kids to learn how to do and everything. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, well, they're going to wrap up these three, and we will be standing by for three more. So stay tuned. All right, Tracy, now that we're finished with the kids, that first section, we have some special guests here, the Elite Eagles right in front of us. Elite Eagles, what is that? All right, they're about to tell us right now. Okay, all right, so we have the Elite Eagles. You are? Well, my name is Sean Moons. They call me Snake in the Club, so that's my bike name. But we are Elite Eagles for Elba County. I am Harold Richardson. Richardson. Um, my nickname is Richard Rich, and we're trying to start this motorcycle club up to help the community out. My name is uh, Jeff White. They call me Smoke in the motorcycle club, and I'm um, glad to be here today. Okay. Okay. Sounds Sounds great. Great. Thank you all. So, Welcome. So how many members do y'all have? So, I mean, normally we don't tell how many members we have. Oh. That's just a protocol thing. What we do. Gotcha. Okay. But we do have uh, a quite a number of few people in our club. Uh-huh. We're continuing to grow. Uh, right now, since we've been in existence, so we got a lot of people coming at us right now. Okay. So we continue trying to grow right now. It's so. because they're elite. That's it. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So nickname Snake. Where that come from? Well, I actually come from my high school basketball coach, <laughs> Coach Elkler. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
because I played point guard, I guess I was kind of pretty quick at the time and all that. So that's where I got that name from. All right, Snake, Snake. Richard yeah. Rich, where that come from? Oh, uh, my last name, Richardson. Okay. okay. Uh, so that's how I picked up Richard Rich from. Okay, all right. From, all right. Yeah. Smoke? So let me guess, you like to smoke a lot? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> grill, grill. Actually, it's DJ Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. right. Extra talent. Extra talent. <laughs> DJ, cool, cool. So what are y'all doing here today? Well, we know Mr. Freddie Jones. We know what he's trying to do for the community. And he uh, he actually supported us. We had a little fish fry. And he gave back to us. He gave us a lot of support where we used the, the building and it, all the assets over here. So we just want to give back. And not only to him, we're here to support the community itself. You know, we, we know it's June 10th. So we're just trying to do something for the kids and the community and just be a supporter. That's what we do. So. Okay, you say it's June 10th. What does June 10th mean to you? June 10th means freedom, true freedom. True freedom. Oh, I true like freedom. freedom. Wait a minute. July the 4th is the freedom. What you mean, nah, true that, freedom? That's what the book says, but we know what the ancestors says and what we really was set free from. Okay, yeah. okay. So, right. Let, yeah. all right, let me ask you this then. When did you learn about Juneteenth? Well, well I actually really learned about Juneteenth, to be really honest with you, yeah. was a few years ago. You got me beat. I learned about it last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I feel yeah. So, you learned about it a few years ago. A few years ago. Mm -hmm. well, what about you, Richard Rich? Well, when. President Biden signed the uh, moderation for uh, celebrate mm -hmm. the uh, June 10th. That's what I mostly found out about. But okay. I've been knowing about it for a couple of years. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same I ain't smoked couple, same with you. Couple of years. Okay, all right. Yeah. You said the true freedom. So July the fourth, we weren't free. Wasn't free, no. We were? Not exactly, no. Well, it was but, but, 1776. No. I mean, but yeah. we, we celebrate that, right? 1865, when the June 10th really started. Right. That's when we got freedom. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. keep saying we. Who was we? I was a black. Oh, black the black community. community. Black, okay. Black, I love our black people. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, they just backing up the kiddos from a few minutes ago. <laughs> right. It's 1776 and 1866-65. So it's amazing in school, we are well drilled in our head about July the 4th, 1776, but yeah. we were not drilled about 1865 at That's all. That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah. And as right. adults, uh, you know, it's amazing that we're just even finding out. I agree. So I'm happy yeah. for this opportunity to share it with the younger generation. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And as being as a 50-year-old male, 52-year-old male, it's a shame, really, that we wait to this point in our lives. Amen. To know about this now we got to educate each other at yes, 50 something do. years old right right you know? and, and we got to make sure that we do educate the younger kids yeah. Yeah. because yeah. we didn't get that right at all we did not that's get right. that at all so that's, that's right. very important i'm yeah. glad that y'all are here today i'm glad yeah. that y'all brought the motorcycles in oh yeah yeah i didn't know you could ride a motorcycle oh <laughs> <laughs> i did surprise yeah i used to ride dirt bikes when i was little i mean yeah. we had people that had go-karts and dirt bikes and all that so uh -huh. Actually, yeah. Richard Rich got me into riding a Harley. Now, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. He's he, he been riding bikes for a while. Yeah, yeah I yeah. started off real young. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I ain't know you did either, Smoke. Oh, man, I've I been doing this for, shoot, 30 plus years. That's great. Yeah. That is great. And and one thing I can say that, to me, is great about, because you see a lot of white motorcycle clubs, and for me to see a black motorcycle club because I know motorcycles are very expensive. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that's why you don't really see too many black. Or maybe there is a lot of black. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love to see y'all yeah. doing it. I mean that, that so, I and, and a lot. And the thing about this, 
we ride Harley Davidson. Our club, everybody in our club have to have a Harley. Wow. Right. So you, the black man, didn't have a Harley. Right. It was all. on the white boys, you'd ride Harleys. Right. So now when they see us, it showed out the times are changing. Things are different now. Amen. Right. So we set our plateau on that too to say, you know, there's nothing we can't do. No accomplishment that we can't make. That's right. As a group. So, and we right. set our pedestal on that, man, for the show, the kids. That we can do anything. Anything you set your mind to, you can have and do whatever you want to do. I was going to piggyback that. Yes. I think that's great to show the kids. That, yeah. Like, they're out here today mm-hmm. for the Juneteenth celebration, you know, and then the, the kids get to see you all riding mm-hmm. and they get to yeah. see Correct. your bikes. I'm sure they have lots of questions, and mm-hmm. I know y'all have to go, but thank you all so much for coming and yes. just sharing. I, I, also, I would just like to mention that don't look at us gangsters. We, right. we, we're trying to show the difference in uh, this black motorcycle club to give back to the community. Correct. Hold right. on, hold on. Like People look at that as gangster? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's sad, that. dude, because... Gathered together, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a motorcycle club. Yeah, I mean, right? if they know yeah. how expensive the Harley Davidson's are, yeah. you can't... How can you look at that as a gangster? Yeah. Well, you right. know, people are just people. They do. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad y'all doing what y'all doing because when I was growing up, you didn't see black people riding that's motorcycles. Right, that's you right. saw white people riding motorcycles. I'll tell you one thing, though. The African American, the blacks, mm-hmm. saved Harley Davidson. Wow. wow. Really? Mm-hmm. They picked them back up because mm-hmm. they weren't making no sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome, my goodness. That's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, good. now, anywhere you go, you're going to see a black man on Harley Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a black lady, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that. Oh, that's right, because women do yeah. ride motorcycles yeah. also. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah females do. too. Yeah, it made me kind of feel kind of bad because she can ride and I can't. I kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, Maybe we need to get some <laughs> We might need to work on that. Dude. <laughs> no doubt. No, always no accept doubt. the members, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Right. All right, before we end this section, Snake, you got anything you want to say for whoever's listening? Yeah, I just want to say, just piggyback on what Rich Rich says. Uh, people got a perception about how motorcycle MCs, how they are, only because of what the white boys done, right? But as a black MC, we uh, we do networking where we communicate with other black motorcycle clubs. We travel, we visit, we contribute, we share love. We do a lot of things. As a matter of fact, the chapter that we're in, Mayor Dickinson is hosting something for the kids, for the go back to school. I got work, some work programs for them for to actually pay these kids $20 an hour when they might be 15 years old. So that was impressive to me. And, and that's something I want to be a part of where we can give back to the kids, man. Right. And especially the kids that might be single parents out there. Right. So right. our motto, we don't like to see no one struggle. We like to reach back and give back if we can. So if we don't have the knowledge, we try to gather the knowledge. Amen. All right. All right, there right there, brother. Richard Rich. Yes, i just like to thank the community for supporting us and all y'all support that we can get. We appreciate it very much. And uh, I just want to keep pushing forward to make this work. Yes, yeah, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Smoke. Same, same thing, man. Just trying to do the right thing. All right. That's yeah. great. That's love to hear that. All right. That end this section of Chin Wagon with Rock. Stay tuned for the next session. Dana Day. Hello. Okay, and we have here now with us, speaking with us on this Juneteenth celebration, we have a commander of the DAV and attorney John Clark. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for coming out. 
I'm James Davis. Um, again, is commander of the DAV. That's the Disabled American Veterans. Great. I'm Attorney John Clark, a senior partner of Clark and Clark Law Group, and the managing managing partner is Attorney uh, Nefertara Clark. And of course, I've lived here in Elba County, practiced law for 42 years, served as president of NACP for 22 years, and now I'm in an advisory role to train leadership that was following my footsteps. Amen. Amen. Right. So, Attorney Clark, you don't mind me introducing you sure. that way, okay? You say you partner? Yeah, partner. My daughter is an attorney. Never Tara Clark, she finished Ever County Comprehensive High School in 2001, Savannah State University in 2004, I mean, it's three years, she finished there, and then she went to Southern University Law School and finished there in 2007, passed the bar in 2007. Uh, she's employed, she was employed by the Fulton County uh, Public Defenders for seven years. Then she formed a practice. She said, Dad, I want to practice law with you. All right. Wow. <laughs> you got to be Father proud. and daughter. Oh, my God. I am grateful. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I am grateful. So God has spared me Amen. to live to see this day. Yes. And to have this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and to see some stars rising up. Amen. All right, Amen. Juneteenth, it Amen. is celebration. And James, it is, right? Yes. Okay, right. now explain what you do as commander of the DAV. Commander of the DAV. There are six um, service officers that we have. And service officers, we get trained, right? And what we do, we help veterans. We help mm-hmm. um, surviving spouses with benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from veterans to amputees to, we just help, we, we help, yeah. and we do all the lead work hmm. for free. For free? For free. Oh my. So we do all the lead work to make sure they're knocking on the right door. Oh, that's great. What made you get into that? Were you in the service? Yes, okay. I, was, I was in the Marine Corps. I asked them, there's a storm veteran. Oh, oh wow! Thank Marine you for your Corps. service. Yes, Amen. Thank you for your service. Because yeah. that means a lot. Because when I see someone that goes into the service, you signing your life over to Uncle Sam because you're not in control of your life anymore. Right. Whatever they say, go, you go. Whatever they say, do, you do. Right. So fighting for our country. Yes, I mean Absolutely. for our country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just yeah. so to right. say, you know, because that's what we here with Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. But why are you guys here today? Starting with you. Man. So. For me, it's, it's getting the word out, right? Yeah. Because th- we, we are kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to entitlements of VA benefits. All right, so, so that's, and that's, what, that's what we're about. Okay. Is giving back. And I, I have a, um, a number here if I can give that out. It's, yes, you can. It's 100%, 100% appointment, appointment only. And um, again, we know we do all the lead work. Anybody come see us, the only thing they need is DD214 to prove that they was there. All right. And we go from there. But the number to contact us is um, 706-410-0424. We're based out of um, Athens, Georgia. Very professional environment, confidentiality, and we, we're just here to help. All right, our reward is their reward. Amen. Once again, that number is 706-410-0424. Right, and, and again, you know, what we tell people, you know, what you find out about the um, entitlements, you won't hear that from the VA. Mm-hmm. You're only going to hear that from another veteran, right? Wow. So it's one veteran reaching another. 
Showing, showing in the ropes. And that's, that's more help right. in the community yep. with this Juneteenth celebration. Exactly. I love it. I love it too. Glad you're here. Attorney Clark, why are you here today? Well, this has been a, a pilgrimage for me. Oh. It really has been because uh, knowing my history has always been a part of me. <laughs> and uh, one thing I can say this, you know, with the M.L. King Day, we we pulled that together. And then when uh, the President Biden signed Juneteenth as a national holiday, we had already been participating down in, uh, in Philomath with Reverend uh, Dr. Hunter at, Philip, at uh, New Spring Hill. And so we, we were a part of that. But to bring it here to Elkerton after the President signed the bill, it was a dream to come true. We needed this holiday. Amen. So what we did, we pulled together all of the groups. And I asked them, I said, look, we want to have a three-day event celebrating Juneteenth. We wanted to start it, and that's why we are here today. This, this, it, it came to fruition. You know, oh, yeah. people need to know their history. Yes. But they also need to celebrate their freedom. And to have this Freedom Day, it's, it's God's doing it. Amen. It's Amen. God's doing it. So how old are you? I'm 73 years old. Amen. Well, God has let me live. A lot of my <laughs> friends are going on. Yes, man. Yes, sir. But he's allowed me to live to see this day. Yes, and sir. that's why I've been so excited about it. I've been blessed. People have been calling on me. And I do whatever I can to help uplift my people. Amen. That's great. Thank you Amen. so much. NACP. NACP, I serve. I'm a life member, first of all. I'm a life member. <laughs> I serve with the state, uh, in the state capacity, as general counsel, really, they call it the legal redress. I served there for maybe 10, 10 years. And I served as president here for 22 years. And certainly, I'm still serving in an unofficial capacity now. Because I didn't quit work because I stepped down as president. Wow. And I don't plan to quit working until I get my wings to fly away. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that's why we are still here. God is still using us. And uh, we are still trying to train now. How, do you, how did you make time to do all that and being an attorney and fitting everything into your life? You know, to be quite honest with you, I never thought about it. And you're right. People ask me that same question. But I just do. I can't help it. It drives me. I was down in Macon about two weeks ago at a meeting dealing with uh, people who are getting out of prison. How can we do prison reform? How can we deal with the parole board? And I simply, I met with them. The uh, young lady who's on the Supreme Court now, Miss um, Coven, she's on the Supreme Court now. And we wow. met talking about young black males in the system. That's one project, and then I've just reorganized the black lawyers throughout the state of Georgia. We reorganized them. I served as president of G Quad A in the 90s. And so after I stepped down, and of course, you can't stay in a position forever. No. Right. right. And that's one thing I understand. I understand leadership. You yes. stay there for a while, and then you move on. Of course, then it, it got inactive. They called me. We have reorganized it. So what we're doing now is helping guide them to make sure we have a statewide organization that when our people call, they have people they can call on. It's so taking it step one step at a time, that, one day at a time. That's what we do. All right. I like that. In every respect. Commander, how old are you? 53. 53. Right. All right. Part of his history also. Right. So this 
where you are right now, it's a part you went to Elmwood Elementary also. That's right. right. I play. Yeah. I play. Play ball out here. Yeah, oh, wow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it means a lot to you. Now with you, you didn't go here for. No, I, I, I actually grew up in Oglethorpe County. Okay. Grew up on the farm, kind of new. And uh, my father died in 65. We moved to Athens. I finished Bernie Harris in 1968. I went in the military during the time of the Vietnam conflict. Oh, God blessed military. me to keep me out of Vietnam. Lost yeah. two cousins in Vietnam, three friends. So, you know, it left a scar in my heart right. for the loss. Then went to Savannah State University and left there. Went to Southern University in Baton Rouge. God sent me to Elberton. He said, that's where I want you to go. Wow. And that's why I came to Elberton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Man. So now you does it mean a lot for you to be here today, knowing that this is part of your your history? You went to school here. You played ball here. You got a lot of ties here. So how does it make you feel what Jones is doing as far as trying to preserve this? I, I think it's you know being here is just awesome, man. Just having the opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, it's been it's been some years, but I, I can remember playing ball out here on being on the Rams. I was yeah. point guard. <laughs> right? and, and, um, I mean, we had some good times out here, and, and to see it in the condition that it's in right now, uh-huh. it's just amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. Great. I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm glad it's still standing. Yeah. You guys have got it's a lot of history here. Yeah. 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 It is. And for this to be a school that was in the black community, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that means a lot. That's right. It right. really does, because you have Blackwell, I think that's the name of this, black, right, in right. the project. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Now, I've heard stories that even though they had a school in the project, the project people couldn't go there. Right. They had to go to Steelway, away Steel, across yeah, town. Yeah, I remember that. Steel oh, wow. That's yeah. some, how is that possible? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A school right across, literally right across the street, I could right. walk to it, but I can't go to it because of the color of my skin. Right. That's mm-hmm. mm, that, that's, that's the whole purpose of why we're here then. Yeah, I totally Don't totally forget agree. your history. I totally agree. Well, before we end this section, Commander, do you have anything you want to say to anyone that's listening before we end this? Well, I, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's good to have the opportunity, man. And I appreciate it. I mean, I, I went over to uh, Bird Street. They're doing some amazing stuff over there. Mm-hmm. I'm over here, and you see you guys working with kids like that. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. Yes, you know, it, it's just amazing to bring the celebration to Elberton. That's right. great. I totally agree. So, so I just appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Attorney Clark. Yeah, I want to say a few things. Uh, I want to give thanks to you all for yeah. uh, having this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. But I also want to thank uh, Welch Long, who taught school here. He uh, was in the, uh, I guess, ag department. Uh, I, can't, I didn't go here, but he was my mentor. Okay. And then NACP. And Mr. Robert Mattock was the president of the NACP. Now, one thing I do say, they were one instrumental in saving the Black Culture Center. Okay. I did the legal work for it. I set up the framework. And then I want to thank God for Mr. Freddie Jones. Mm-hmm. He was the one leading it. We did the paperwork to help save this building here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my wife finished here. She was the last class here oh, wow. at Blackwood, 1970. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I married her. God said, you're going to Elberton. <laughs> so, so she wanted to leave Elberton, but that was out of the question. Oh, right. So I, I really want to thank those uh, who've gone on, our ancestors, yeah. Yeah. who yes. made it possible. Mm-hmm. And I was obedient. They asked me to look. I said, I'm here to serve. And we went to the board, we got the building across the street, we paid $500 for it, that whole block. And then Mr. Jones went to the board here, and we got this. We set up the corporation with it, and I would really want to thank them. Yes. Uh, and Mr. Hunt is carried on the work. 
Yeah. Mr. Bobby Hunt. He came back. He's carrying on the work. And we just want to thank those who made it possible that we have this place. And, and I go to a lot of small communities. They don't have places like this right. where they can they can call their own. Right. I've been on the city of Hartwood to preserve the building there, the, the old Hart County Training School. And it's very important for the stability of the black community yes, it is. not to forget the history. Yes. Right. The yes. person who forget that history with Paris. Right. That's what Juneteenth is about. But it also has to do with this side. We have to preserve it. Right. There are others that want to tear it down. If they tear down your history, yeah. you have nothing to remind your children and your grandchildren about. Absolutely. That's the word I want to leave. Amen. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you all so much for being I on this really show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next chapter. All right, here we go with another chapter of Juneteenth. We have a special guest here, and his name is? Williamson Sintel. Say that one more time. Williamson Sintel. Wow. And? I am his chief of communications for Arise and his personal assistant, Leah Black. Leah, Leah Black. Okay, Welcome so. Welcome, both of you all. Yes. I'm trying to think about that name. Williamson? Yeah. Williamson okay. is his first name. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Okay, Williamson. What, what makes you special today? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. When I say a special guest, yeah. describe it. So first of all, I want to say thanks to Granite City um, Life Skills by um, um, Freddie Jones here in the county because he, he allows us to be here. He's like a mentor to us all. Um, I'm grateful for them for allowing us to be here, to be with the children. Granite City Life Skills, nonprofit. And they're doing a great work here. And when I met Freddie, um, last week, I was telling him how we have a mentorship program. We would like to expand the program in the community. And he said, well, Williamson, that's one thing we are looking for. We haven't taken that step yet. And I think there are opportunities for you to implement that program. So today, they um, gave me that opportunity to speak to young people, which was very special to feel like you have something you can offer to the future generation. And yeah, and that's what this this Juneteenth celebration is all about. We're giving back to the children, making sure they understand their history. So thank you for coming out. Thank you. Okay, um, I hear a dialect. Where, where are you from, Williamson? I was born and raised in Haiti. That small highland. It's like my home. <laughs> I used to go there once a month. Five months ago, I stopped going there because I'm in the process of expanding the program. So Haiti, we have over seven thousand mentees and mentors all over. It. I'm not really needed right now because mm. we have full-time workers on the ground mm -hmm. so now we are expanding where we need it where okay. people need us and yeah born and raised in haiti i moved to the u.s when i was 21 mm -hmm. i moved to utah uh utah. i thought you were 15 how old are you <laughs> i know i know i know he yeah, definitely I'm, has an old soul well, yeah with so a young, young face, face. yes yeah. how, yeah. how old are you I'm 29, turning 29 really? next month. Yeah. Okay. I have three beautiful children. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dude, I really thought you were young, young, young. I know, I know. Okay. Good guess. Oh. All right. So what, what brings you to America? School. I use, I, I live here. I'm, I practically grew up here with a um, French environment. I grew up speaking French. My parents wanted us to have a strong education. They didn't see us study in the U.S., because of um, people we might surround ourselves with, you know, teenagers, they really can't 
tackle you in the US but in Haiti mm-hmm. they will tackle you if you do something wrong mm-hmm. wow. they want us to be under their eyes to go to school wow. so I did most of my school in Haiti we used to come to the US when I was six seven every summer but they never let us stay and then mm-hmm. when I was um, 17 I, de- I decided to stay and then I went on a mission for my church, LDS Church Mission. And then when I turned 20, 21, I decided to move and live here because I came for school. And did I went, you say you lived in Utah? In Utah, okay. yeah. For over seven years, mm-hmm. I went to BYU, Brigham Young University. Oh, okay. I did mm-hmm. business there. And I went to Utah State for my international studies. Oh, parlez-vous français? Je parle français très bien. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That's great. <laughs> so, what story do you have about an earthquake? Well, that's, it's, very, it's, it's very special to me um, for a lot of reasons. Not that I'm, I'm, not only that I'm a survivor, but also I feel like being buried under a big building for 28 hours, you have enough time to either break your life or make your life. Mm. I was 16 when the earthquake happened in Haiti. And I was the only classmate who left the school, the only student who left the school that day because my mom came pick me up early that day and she drove me to my dad's orphanage. That was part of my job. I worked with my parents growing up. I was in charge of all of the orphanages in the public schools. And as I was, while I was in that orphanage, that's when the earthquake happened mm. and the building collapsed. Mm-hmm. I was on the bottom floor of a three-story building. Oh, wow. mm. There was 12 kids in that orphanage. So for me, mm. it's not just an earthquake story. It's that time of my life where I had to make my life or break my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember while I was under that building, I made a promise to God. I said to God, if you save me, I'm going to serve you. Amen. And what after that prayer, I started feeling a little bit less heavy stuff on my shoulder. And I could hear people, they started looking for me. Oh, wow. Hope was on the way, but I had to be in that stage because a lot of times we, the only way for us to find our purpose, it will be in a spot where we, we would... We, wouldn't want to be, but that's the only way for me to find my purpose. That was the only way for me through that earthquake. Mm. Without being buried under that building, I would never be able to not only be here, but to be able to have a story that can inspire other people or mm. my children. That's, wow. That's great. That's great. That is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah, right? Leah, yes. What are you to this whole situation with Williamson? I am Williamson's Chief of Communication for Arise. So I put together all of the projects for Williamson, make sure that everyone's nice to him. (laughs) And um, I'm also his personal personal assistant and a very good friend. I've become very close to Williamson since he moved to Georgia uh, a year ago. And um, he is a certified life coach. I am an aspiring life coach. I'm just at the end of my certification. So obviously I was drawn to him as a mentee and um, every place in my life is exactly what he's doing. So God put us together. And um, I just looked to him through my journey and followed him, and he brought me onto the team. So it's definitely a labor of love that I'm very grateful for. 
and um, very appreciative of. Can you so, tell us a little bit about Arise? Yes, Arise um, was, Williamson is the co-founder, or the founder. His wife, Charlotte, is the co-founder. It was mm -hmm. founded in Haiti. Mm -hmm. And um, out of his story came Arise. He promised God that he would serve him, and Arise is the way he did that. And um, just his story in general, it tells um, a story of strength, um, aspiration, spirituality, all of that is in his book. And um, all of that was founded there up under that building. Mm -hmm. And from that rubble came Arise. Once he was saved and he got out of it, he created Arise. And um, it's powered through since then. So all of us are chasing him and have mm -hmm. our dreams on his shoulders. And um, we get right up on his shoulders. And then we put more dreams on our shoulders and we just keep going. So now we're here in Elberton hoping and um, just wanting to enhance what's already been created and um, help. That's all we want to do is help. That's good. Yeah. I love that because we, we are not here to compete or to take over. We are just here to learn and come together because we feel like the youth in the community, they need our mentorship program. Yes, they do. Because yes, one thing about Arise is that we teach young people principles that will help them change their mindset, right. the way they think, mm -hmm. and then be able to create their life and at the end impact your community. Because mm. you can't create without change, personal change. Right. And by doing your personal change, change your mindset, you can create. And by creating, you can give back. That's where you impact your community. Mm -hmm. That's the whole mission of Arise, to help young people change their mindset, create their life, and impact their community. I like wow. what you said. I took a few notes. Um, when you were speaking to the kids earlier, um, you told them you wanted to leave them with three things to remember, yeah. you know, just inspiring them. And one was um, understand the people that you listen to. Mm -hmm. um, you said also the people that they surround themselves mm -hmm. with. And then to start reading good books, because yeah. I mean, a good book can just carry it you, take you a long yes, way. Yes, absolutely. So I, I really enjoyed those three points you made to help inspire the students here today at the Juneteenth celebration. Thank you. His absolutely. thing is affirmations. Um, when you watch him, and he was there with the children, um, the power of affirmations and making them do those mantras. Mm -hmm. It's his life. This mm -hmm. is his everyday life. He has a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and an 18-month-old. Oh, my. <laughs> and he's taken on my eight-year-old. But this is what he does with these children every day of his life and with himself. So it's not just for show is what I like about Williamson. He lives it. He yeah. lives it, and he does this every day. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, <clears throat> Thank you Leah. Mm -hmm. How many hours were you up under that rubble? 28 hours. 28 hours. 28. That's over a day yeah. for sure. Yeah. What was going through your mind? I mean, I know God was, yeah. but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of putting myself there mm -hmm. at six years old. That's rough. I think you I should start with chapter five, the lady in the yeah. blue dress. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's okay. it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, first of all, there's something special about mothers. My mom can pick me up. Mm -hmm. The fact that he, she can pick me up, that means no matter what happened, I'm going to make it. Right. And while I was under that building, I started asking myself, like, what about my dreams? If I, what if I didn't make it outside? What about my dreams? And 
because I have dreams. Right. I'm one of those person that will dream things that people will never thought that could be possible. Mm-hmm. And because I, I don't think there's a limit. And I, yeah, but the thing is, the lady in the blue dress, chapter five in my book, I remember after my prayer, under the, while I was under that building, there was a lady, she's my mom's mom. She died when my mom was four. She wears a blue dress. She was there under that building. She covered me after my prayer. He didn't know at the time, though, that was his grandmother. Wow. He just thought it was a lady in the blue dress. And I went back and I saw her again after the earthquake while I was going through some tough time doing my service mission. Mm -hmm. And I saw that lady. I'm like, that was you. I didn't say that, but I can, yeah, that Mm -hmm. was that lady. And she's been part of my life. And every sometime I will mow my lawn in my big farm and I will, I will see her. Wow. Yeah, she, yeah, the lady in the blue dress. But the thing is, I, I do believe that we all have a lady in the blue dress in our life. Yes, we do. It may not be a Absolutely. blue dress, but we have that lady. Right. Mm-hmm. We may not see her, but she's a sign to serve and protect and like a guide us. Angel. Uh, exactly. A garden angel, mm-hmm. or how they so, say, a grandmother's uh, prayer. Yeah, or, hence yeah, Maya Angelou. Exactly. We come as one, but we stand as 10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's exactly That's what that means. Yeah. Our ancestors and passed on loved ones, yeah. oh, they fight powerful. for us. For they do. They're there. And um, his experience with that is just, um, I don't know, every child needs to know that, that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Our spirit guides and guardian angels, whatever you believe in, they're there. And they're there as our family. Absolutely. So you're more geared towards children? I I would say it's everyone because the the mindset that needs to be changed is something, it's it's global. Mm -hmm. The moment you change your mindset, your life will change. But we have to start with the youth, yes, the young do. people. So they are going to be our, our next generation. generation the future, so yeah, right? It's for everyone, but we start mm-hmm. with the youth, the young people. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the target. Okay. Just, just, just as we, were, uh, we spoke to some of the kids here today, and just asking them about Juneteenth and you know, what it meant to them and have they ever heard of it and mm-hmm. when they find out about it. And it's, I'm so grateful that we're here talking with them because at nine, I didn't know about Juneteenth. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't either. Now I'm yeah. 49, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So to be given this type of information mm-hmm. to the youth today mm-hmm. is powerful. It, it is, is, especially because it mimics uh, freedom and liberation. Absolutely. So we, that's what, I think that's what Arise, mm-hmm. um, that's what Life Skills, their biggest affirmation is, um, whether it's an earthquake or whatever it is, freedom and liberation from your mentality, from that bondage, from whatever you're going through. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth, I feel like, is Elberton. Yeah. Yeah. Know, in the inner city, yeah. Exactly. They want to be free and liberated from whatever and the case may be. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which we're like working because you can't rely on your ancestors' freedom. We have battle to, to con- things to conquer in our mm-hmm. own path. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to Haiti. They thought that they, it's over after 1804. Mm. They forgot that they will have to overcome and claim more independence. Right. It's a daily thing yes. because they forgot that. Yeah, they forgot the ad- identity. Yeah. Mm. And wow. yeah, when we met with Freddie Jones from Granite City Life Skills here in Elberton, we asked him, what do you think the, the youth in your community needs the most? He's, he told us straight up, 
mentoring, mentorship. Mm -hmm. They need role models. They need mentors. And that's what we do. Great. 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 That's good. All right. Well, I want to appreciate you two for being a part of this podcast, being a part of Juneteenth in Elberton. And before we go, Williamson, in the last words. I want to thank you guys for being here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your time and for trusting us with your time and energy. But I, 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 I want to I wanna say to, um, to everyone out there, and if you can't make a difference in your community, just be one. Uh, if you can't make a difference, just be one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, great. Yeah. Leah? <laughs> yes, I just, um, I don't know, I'm very grateful for your uh, genuity um, and uh, just that we can come together, that there is um, a place where all of us feel the same, all of us get it. Yeah. And um, everyone is open, so that's what we want. Everyone to be open, know that we're here, and um, work for your community. Community is everything. Yes, well, yes, yes. I, I can't wait to learn a little bit more about Arise. And if you will, Williamson, will you tell us about your book before you go? Yes, um, called Rising from the Rubble. It talks about my earthquake story, and it's available on Amazon. It's $18 on Amazon. And... Not only this story of me being able to rise from my own rubble, mm-hmm. but it's a message, an invitation for other people to rise from their personal rubble. Because yeah. we all have been buried under certain rubbles. Mm-hmm. It could be um, a trauma, abusive <laughs> relationship, yeah. trauma, mm-hmm. and things you're going through. Because right. we all know um, there are things that people are going through. It's hard for them to share to other people. Yeah. But my message for them is to know that you can rise from it. If I can rise from my own rubble, we all can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's all rise together. Anything. Anything. That's right. That's good. Thank you all. Thank you both. Yeah, thank you all for this. Chin wagon with rock. Chin wagon with rock. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well said. All right, stay tuned for the next chapter coming shortly. All right, here we go. We're at the final chapter of today's celebration of Juneteenth. In Elberton, Georgia, at the the Blackwell Memorial Gym. It's a construction that Freddie Jones saved. And I use that term saved because it was going to be demolished. And he stepped in and did his thing. He stepped in and stopped the process. And he's holding different events here at the at the gym of the school. And today was Juneteenth celebration of it, and he held an event here. And we have here to sign off here on today's day. We talked to the people in the community. We talked to the kids today. We talked to the Motorcycle Club, the Elite Eagles, Attorney John Clark, Commander James of the DAV, and the special guests Williamson and Leah from Arise Project for Humanity. Now we have here Freddie Jones to end this podcast out. So today was a successful day for you today? I think so. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Every day that I wake up, it's going to be a successful day for myself. Great. When you see all these kids, you see how they run around smiling. Yes. That that makes it very successful. I agree. agree. Now, was this all weekend or was it just for today? It started Saturday with 
they had some on the, at the Jim Reed Museum on Saturday. They had uh, some on the Square Saturday. Sunday they had some at the Cultural Center, the, a gospel explosion. Uh, today they had some at Birch Street Gym, a health fair. They had uh, some at the Cultural Center Oratorio. And we just had a fun day here. Wow. Okay. The, lots, lots of fun stuff. Yeah. All right. That, that's great that Elbert County really reached out to celebrate Juneteenth. That, that's mm -hmm. a great thing for EC. That's good for the community. It really is. Now, how long have you been here today? Don't ask me that, please. All, all that day. long, huh? <laughs> Some long hours. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It was well worth it, though. Because, I mean, we, we came on scene and saw the kids running around the gym, playing, eating hot dogs. Seeing a lot of adults here supporting this event today. That was a great thing. Everybody that came out was a part of the podcast. It, it was a it was a it was a success. I think so. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> great, great. Well, I want to thank you for having us, Chin Wagon River Podcast, and we did some great things here, but we couldn't have done it without you. So I really appreciate you for that. Yeah, and met some great people. Met some mm -hmm. very interesting people. I, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So, is there anything you want to say to end it? I got before it. I, we end it, I'd like to ask you to come back. Maybe we get together and we do a community meeting. Let, let you do the community. We'll have it more planned out because I think it's a good way to get to find out what's going on in the community. And I'm trying to think how, how would I put it? You know, a lot of people have this different concerns. So, I don't like to answer questions for other people. Gotcha. I answer for myself. Right. I got gotcha. So if somebody have a question, they could direct it to the person that it should go to. Okay. Absolutely. All right. That sounds great. Well, I would be glad to come back. Mm -hmm. Believe me. Okay. Just, just, work on that. Right. Just let me know when. I would do it. But in the last words, it's Juneteenth now. <laughs> I don't know. When I was growing up as a kid, I had a radio idol, uh, and he always used to say, "May you live to be 101, me, 101 mi minus a day." So I never know nice people like you passed away. Good Man. people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dana Dane. Um, great celebration, and I was happy to be a part of it. Thank you. All right. Well, what I have to say is, when I was growing up, we didn't have anything like this. I didn't even know anything about Juneteenth. I just found out about it last year. And it's nice that it is a federal holiday now. Because I took off from work today, and that was great. Thought I had to use some vacation time, but I didn't. So I appreciate it a lot. And I appreciate what Freddie did today for my old community that I'm trying to get back involved with and, and help him out with as much as I can. Because I like it. From the mind, to the lips, to the heavens. Until next time, peace from the heart. in every city. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last.